everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, we're going to talk about what your highly sensitive wife or just a romantic woman uh, wants to hear when you talk to her. So she always wants to talk, right? And it never exactly may feel like you're doing it right if you are not a highly sensitive man or you've not been raised in a very verbally or emotionally expressive household growing up. So today I will give you a little cheat sheet for the main the main uh, points to hit, assuming that you feel that way, but you just don't really know how to articulate it. I never want a, you to bullshit your wife. She could smell that a mile away, and even if she couldn't, it wouldn't be ethical. But if you happen to really do love her, but you don't really know how to say it, then I want to help you with that. And before that, please do subscribe. My most recent subscriber episode was why some men think treat a mean, keep them keen works. Um, you know, spoiler, it doesn't. Um, except if you are misinterpreting it in the way that I discuss in the episode. And of course, close to 135 subscriber episodes for just $8.99 a month, which is well worth it from what I hear from my subscribers. Okay, so you always go on these date nights, you have all these romantic interludes, and uh, what does your wife really want you to do? Every time you talk, it seems like she says it's shallow, or it's just about the kids, or do we even have a close relationship, or whatever. A lot of men are in that situation if they are the more avoidant attachment partner, or sometimes it's honestly because they were just never raised saying nice things. You know, maybe your parents said, I love you, maybe not. Uh, either way, they certainly didn't go around praising you or saying really nice things. And um, by the way, you know, all this whole stuff about how you're never supposed to praise your kid for being smart, that's a load of bullshit because then they'll never tell that to anybody else either. And you know what? Your wife doesn't want to hear if something good happens at work. You must be proud of yourself. That seems like you put a lot of effort in. <laughs> like, people want to hear, like, wow, that's awesome. Like, what a smart decision you made. Or they, they really know who the best person there is. Like, people want to hear superlatives. But uh, in this uh, parenting age, you're not supposed to give superlatives because somehow it teaches your kids not to have intrinsic motivation. That stuff is garbage. Like, that's, that's not real. I used to work for Carol Dweck in uh, Columbia. And years ago, I was a research assistant for those actual studies, the growth mindset studies. And <laughs> these things have been um, mutilated by the popular media to mean that you can never tell your kid that they're smart or pretty. Of course you can, and you should, because you would want somebody, you would want them to marry somebody who says they're smart or pretty, not just somebody who says, wow, you put a lot of effort in, you know, because nobody really wants that. Uh, but that's just an aside. So what does she want to hear then? Well, that was a bit of a, you know, a hint. She wants to hear superlative. She wants to hear that she's beautiful. She wants to hear that she's a great mom, that she's a sensitive and loving wife, that she is attentive to what everybody wants, that she's the best gift giver, that she's the best at anything. She, If guys think that saying things that are more like this is like corny or embarrassing or awkward, then, you know, therapy can help you figure out why. Because they're not. They're just loving things. The same kind of things that you might say to your kids. Wow, buddy, that's an awesome picture. Right? So the same guy will be like, wow, buddy, that's an awesome picture to his like five-year-old son. And then turn around to his wife and she makes dinner and he like literally doesn't say anything. <laughs> like literally. Like he might be get, get up and get the salt. <laughs> you know? And like he doesn't say anything. But 
But meanwhile, like many people are, I mean, say, hey, buddy, that's a great picture. That's cool. But like also like five other people probably can say, hey, buddy, that's a great picture. And zero people are going to say anything nice to her about her dinner. So, you know, look for opportunities to give compliments. Look for opportunities to recognize her for what she does well, you know, and not just to say like you're a great cook, but what does it mean to you? I'm so happy to have a wife who's such a great cook, right? I'm a lucky guy. That's always a good one. I'm a lucky guy to have such a great wife or whatever. You want to put yourself into the equation. And this is difficult for more workhorse type of men and men with lower self-esteem who literally feel like if they are in the story, then it's like a worse story. Like they would not want a compliment to include them because they don't think that their opinion is very important. But she married you, so she wants to know your opinion. Those compliments are so much better than the ones that are um, like very general. Like, like uh, this is a great dinner. Okay, that's better certainly than just saying nothing you know, or saying, oh, what's this new vegetable, which is like what some people would say, you know, but like guys who are just factual and they don't mean it bad. They don't even mean it like, like, oh, then this new vegetable sucks. They literally are asking a question. But if you do that without ever saying anything nice, then it sounds like, man, I guess he just fucking hates my dinner like altogether. You know, he doesn't like the new vegetable. He doesn't like anything. And of course, a highly sensitive woman is definitionally sensitive and, you know, will, and and if she tends toward depression or anxiety, she will be rejection sensitive, which is different than highly sensitive. Highly sensitive just means observant, like super perceptive and observant and feels deeply. You can take the highly sensitive person quiz. You could have your wife take it uh, by Elaine Aaron, just Google the highly sensitive person test. But, um, the point being, it doesn't mean rejection sensitive. It doesn't mean the colloquial definition of like oversensitive. Uh, however, many women are also that definition of sensitive, especially if they struggle with depressive or anxious tendencies, they can be very rejection sensitive. So if you say, what's this new vegetable? They're going to hear this vegetable is a piece of trash. Like you dumbass for buying this stupid vegetable, which is obviously not what you're saying. But while it is certainly not your job to manage anybody's emotions, and blah, blah, you know, still, if you know that somebody tends to be sensitive, don't say, what's this new vegetable? Unless you're saying, and it's awesome. What's this new awesome vegetable? What's this new best vegetable ever? You know, then you could totally say it. But try to be uh, obviously aware and attentive to the fact that your wife may be rejection sensitive. You know, as you may be sensitive about certain things, and if you're saying you're not, then you're lying. Because what if she was like, oh, what's that thing you did with your penis during sex, right? You wouldn't be like, over the moon, like she noticed. You'd be like, uh, what do you mean? You don't really sound like you like that. I didn't think I did anything. What? Like, you would be. So just always take it, if you're trying to make an analogy to understand your wife better, try to use an analogy that indicates that you too have feelings and everybody has feelings, you know? So if you would be anxious and um, feel rejection sensitive if she made a random comment about sex and you would wonder and worry about that, then that's the way she feels about the damn vegetable. So there, bam, you understand. 
So what are the other deeper level of things that she wants to talk about? She wants to hear what you think of the marriage. She wants to hear if this relationship is what you always wanted. If it isn't totally what you always wanted, then focus on the parts where it is what you always wanted. I have a podcast that says romantic love is about feeling like you rescued somebody, you know, and um, or feeling like somebody rescued you rather. Both really, ideally. And so the men that that end up making the woman swoon with their words are saying things that are very romantic in this sense. Like, you know, like I never knew what real love was until I met you. Basically, every man who's in his first or probably second marriage can say that because if you unless you're very unhappy. But at some point you did feel like you love this person more than anybody you know, so you can definitely say that, like, this love that I have with you is different than anything I've ever felt, isn't it? If it is, then that's a layup, and it should be. You've had children with this person, or you've divorced and remarried this person who's a better fit than the other person. So, you know, I mean, you're, that's, it's right. If it's right, then say it. Or, uh, what are ways that this person made you learn about yourself? Women love that. Remember, I, I say this semi-frequently. John Gottman, marital researcher, said that the most important thing for women uh, is to feel that the man accepts influence. And for men, it's a gentle approach from women when they're bringing something up versus like, hey, asshole, why are you so stupid about buying the groceries? <laughs> she should say, dear, thank you so much for buying the groceries. Next time, do you think that you could add a yogurt to the list, right? That's going to go a lot better, as anybody knows. And for women, the thing that they want most is a man who accepts influence. Unlike what the manosphere tells you, this is not a man that a woman thinks of as a pussy. She thinks that he is a, a sensitive, awesome, responsive, attentive guy who really knows how to accept feedback. And that's great. Guys who can't accept feedback are like mockable, you know, like it's like, it's like a little kid that I can't lose. Like that's what it seems like when to a woman where everything she says to the man, he has a tantrum over it, basically. That's how she thinks about it. So she's going to think about him as a baby, as a third child. I write about this a lot. Five ways to get out of the kid zone, a.k.a. when your wife considers you a third kid or a fourth kid or a second kid or whatever. So if you do not want your wife to think about you like that, you want to be coachable. And that means that sometimes, not every time, but sometimes you take what she says and you do it and you say it was a good idea. And so a version of this is telling her in which positive ways she has changed you. I was a more selfish person until I met you. I was a less uh, a self-aware person until I met you. That's a big one. If your wife has ever, like, forced you to read, uh, suggested, <laughs> or forced you to read a book about human relationships, such as the ones I recommend, Getting the Love You Want, Hold Me Tight, whatever, then if you fucking read it, right, and it even taught you one thing, then she has uh, facilitated further self-awareness in you. So why not tell her? It will make her day, right? These are the sorts of things women want to hear. Deep sorts of observations about how your marriage is going, what you think about her. Anything you think about her, by the way, and her personality is great. Because if you're not a sensitive guy, you're not making these observations. So if you like literally... Like, like here, here's your assignment. You, this week, get three observations about your wife's character that you've never told her. I bet you, if you tell them to her, she'll be thrilled. And if she says, why are you doing this? Then you say, 
I heard it on a podcast. I realize I'm probably, yeah, definitely, since you've mentioned it, not been giving you the sort of conversation that makes you feel good. I've not been going deep enough. You've said that to me. So now I'm trying to change it. So what I thought is I was observing you during the week and I was, you know, thinking I'm going to tell it to you because I heard about it on a podcast and I thought it was a good idea to make you happy. A lot of guys, and I've said this before, try to hide why they're doing something. Like it's like the first rule of fight club type of stuff. No, no. If you are in any way trying to learn about your relationship, that is the, that's the best part. That's like the most awesome part about it. You know, is that you actually care enough about the relationship to think about it and want to change. Women love that. Like who wouldn't love that? It's like, let's say like you came upon your wife, like Googling, like, like how to give a better blowjob. You would be thrilled or like taking Heather's course. I have a sexologist working for Best Life who just did that and she's going to do another one and your wife can get on the, uh, the list and she's also doing Lick It Right and Anatomy of a Vulva. So that was a layup for a way to easily segue into the fact that you could get those workshops. Go to bestlifebehavioralhealth.com. But anyway, you would be thrilled to death that she was Googling that. Even if she was still shit at giving you a blowjob, you would at least appreciate the effort. You would think that it was sexy that she was looking that stuff up and it was very endearing as well, no matter if she ended up bad or good. So point is, same thing. So what do I mean by observations? So that's, by the way, I was explaining why you should tell her that you look up stuff about the relationship. But, um, what are observations? I was noticing you with our daughter doing friendship bracelets, and it's so cute. My mother never took the time to do anything like that with us. You're such a great mom. Um, I was noticing you were making a list about things to do for your friend's baby shower. Wow, you're a really good friend. You know, I never um, thought about it, but you must be the best friend that Mary has because I can't imagine anybody else would sit down there making a list of 20 things to bring to her baby shower. What a good person you are. Uh, I, I noticed that you were so nice to our son's teacher at pickup. I honestly didn't even remember her name. You're really a good mom. You're very observant. You make everybody feel like they're recognized and appreciated. Things like that. You could write it down. You don't have to go like Johnny on the spot, you know, like write it down and then say it. Or you can even write it down and text it. You know, if you want, if you really want to see what happens in real time, you could text or something like that now. It's not true anymore, by the way, in today's day and age that everything has to be face-to-face. It's good about face-to-face, but if you primarily communicate on text, the benefit of text is she gets to look at it more. She always has that. So you know that she's seen it and you know that she has it. So then when she scrolls through your texts, instead of seeing just like you saying, what granola was I supposed to buy again? She sees some nice things that you said about her. So text can be a very effective way um, to say something romantic because she has it with her then always. Sometimes I have people scroll through their texts and read me their texts in marital counseling to, you know, show them like what's wrong here. And it's like, you forgot to get the cereal. Okay, I'll get the cereal. What cereal? I'll get this cereal. Remember, we have softball tonight. Okay, I remember. You know, it's like two robots talking about their dual management of a childcare center when and a home. And it's like no romance, no closeness, no flirting, nothing. You don't want that to be your dry ass text thread with your wife, right? No wonder she doesn't want to have sex. So what we're trying to do here is just the TLDR is you're trying to make your conversation more interesting, more romantic, more personal. Just don't talk about impersonal small talk stuff as uh, as the 
entirety of what you talk about. It's kind of intuitive if you think about it like that, you know, that an impersonal conversation that you could have with any human is not going to resonate with her the way that it might if you talk about direct, uh, you know, uh, deeper things about yourself and her, you know, because your relationship then is is being talked about as a special thing. And then that makes her feel like it's a special thing. This relationship, what I think about you, what I think about how I think about you. Remember, she married you. She wants to know what you think about her. You may think your opinion is stupid and meaningless, but she doesn't. She thinks your opinion is very important. You know, like you could come to her and say, you know, uh, 700 men here have decided that you are very hot. And that would not be as meaningful to her as if you said, I, every day, thank my lucky stars that I'm with such a hot woman to be my wife. Wow, you were the hottest one at the PTA meeting, you know, whatever it is. So your opinion matters and your thoughts and your observations matter to her. And the more that you can realize this, then the closer you can get and the more that you can have conversations that actually make her feel good and loved and and appreciated and recognized. All right. I thought that um, I hope this was useful for you guys. Please do subscribe if you were very interested in Heather's um, oral sex workshops, an hour, $40 online. Um, then sign up at bestlifebehavioralhealth.com. Those are going to be recurring. So whenever you hear this, you, you will probably still be able to sign up for things like that. All right. Talk to y'all soon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.